Welcome to American Football in Finland, where a few of us Americans in Finland discuss the football being played here every week. I'm Perfect Purvis. I'm here with my co-host, Robert Johnson. What's up, Finland? Thank you for having me. And my other co-host, Jabari Harris. Yo, good to be back. All right, this week we're going to talk about Finnish quarterbacks, how to increase the Maple League attendance, and we'll have a quick interview with the Helsinki Roosters head coach, Q Floyd. Uh, let's get it started off talking about the Finnish quarterbacks. Where are the Finnish quarterbacks? That's the big question. For me, the biggest thing with the Finnish quarterbacks is that the imports are like pushing them into extinction. And when I say that, I mean that on the top level in Finland, including the top two divisions, almost all the quarterbacks are American, which means if you're a young kid in Finland playing quarterback, the chances of you actually progressing to the highest level in your country is pretty much null and void. There isn't really an opportunity for you to become a Maple League quarterback because the Americans are taking those spots. And the only real goal for the QB is to be on a national team. And you can be a national team quarterback, but even the national team quarterbacks in Finland, a lot of them are underprepared to be the top tier compared to other countries. And I think it has a lot to do with the fact that there's nowhere for them to play in the top leagues. Another reason I think that the Finnish quarterbacks are kind of in the extinction right now is that there's no real quarterback coaches. Pretty much every Finnish quarterback has been either developed by a Finnish coach when he was really young, and he might have had different interactions with Americans as he got older, as those imports came and went, came and went. And we're just now seeing actual American quarterbacks stay in Finland now, but I don't think that's proven effective for the national team quarterbacks yet. Like it's maybe in the next four or five years, but as of right now, a lot of those quarterbacks haven't been properly trained by a quarterback coach. So what's actually going on now is some of the best Finnish quarterbacks have to go to other countries or try to go to the United States to actually be properly trained. And for me, that's one real big reason why that the Finnish quarterbacks aren't they aren't playing to the level that they should, and it's hard to find them in general in Finland. You guys have any thoughts on that? Uh, Robert, I'll let you take your take first. <laughs> I'll be happy to. Well, I'll just say, I don't think they're an extension, man. I think that, you know, these uh, Finnish coaches, a lot of them, um, They, they just don't have the confidence in these young guys. So if you feel like, if, if I'm a young guy and I feel like my coach don't have confidence in me, I'm not going to have confidence myself. You know, that, that's all it takes for a fitness coach is to have confidence in a guy. And you can build your, your program around this guy. You know, like, for instance, like, you know, I'm just being biased with Yane last season. You know, I want a Yane to become the coach, I mean, the the quarterback for the Wolverines and we surrounded him around players like Gilbert Lachlan. We had Siskin who who became a great receiver. Colton who became a great receiver. Jarrell Jones who was a running back. So Yane was this finished quarterback. Yane he was successful with the pieces around him. So the only thing you have to do is just give these young finished quarterbacks confidence and you can build your organization, your program around this guy. That's all what that that's all that's all it takes. 
you know, like, like for instance, like Otso, who is playing in, in, in Sweden right now, you know, he has some talent around him with the national team. So he did pretty successful for the national team. So now he got a, now he got a contract to play in Sweden. So now when he's in Sweden, I think they're one and one, two and one, something like that. They build some stuff around him so he, he can be successful. That's all it's about is just building around these guys to give these guys confidence so they can be successful. And when it comes to quarterback coaching here in Finland, yeah, it's spread it around. I think it's a lot of good, good talented quarterbacks here. And like you say, yes, it, it's not as many as coaches here, but you know, you got Jar, Jabari, you know, you have myself here for the one of time. You know, don't be afraid to ask guys like us. We wouldn't mind having these guys, you know, get better. You know, but um, with these guys, though, like, but but with different guys, like with these different quarterbacks, I guarantee you, only thing you got to do is show confidence in them, and they will have confidence, and they will get better. I definitely agree with uh, the both of you uh, on both perspectives. Um, I don't think that they're necessarily dying out because when I look at some of these quarterbacks, they have the size, they have the knowledge. And they have the ability to be able to be team builders and team leaders. But as Robert said, it's all about the confidence. And I've noticed here that a lot of Finnish coaches that are your offensive coordinators or quarterback coaches, they're very strict on these players and they're very hard on them for the simple fact that they're both homeland, homeland players compared to when Americans come here. We come here. And we're already put on the pedestal of knowing what we're doing and being able to get the job done. And that's one thing that you're starting to see in the Maple League. It's, it's, it's pretty ridiculous that there are no national team quarterbacks starting in the Maple League this year compared to looking at teams in Germany like Swoobish Hall Unicorns who have led their um their German quarterback has led them to the championship about three or four times straight. And because of that, when we get to these national games where these homeland players have to perform, our guys are not they haven't had the experience of playing multiple games year round. And in the wintertime is very important because what I've seen here that's a a sad trend is these guys, they get the proper coaching at the national team camps. For some of these guys, that's the only time that they have a full coaching staff that's organized and that's pushing them to be developed, pushing them to be better. But when they go back to their homeland teams, they're practicing with maybe three or four coaches in which out of the three or four of those coaches, one of the coaches may not have any kind of quarterback experience. So they're teaching themselves. They're watching YouTube or they're going based on what they learned on national team camp. And they're trying to develop themselves off of that. And I agree with Robert, like more teams need to be open to allowing the coaches that are available to coach these guys year round. I mean, we know national team is they have maybe two or three camps throughout the year, but it's only for two to four practices at a time or maybe even less. That's not enough time for us as quarterback coaches to give these guys all of the things that they need. Most of these quarterbacks that I've seen in the Maple League, they're starters or when they do play games and they don't even know how to break down and read the defense yet. We can't criticize them for not being able to do that. And we can't criticize the Finnish coaches either for the simple fact of some of them even learned how to play the position from hockey players, from what I understand at one point in time. <laughs> so now that the opportunity to have American coaches here or at least take the American off coaches that understand the position more should reach out to have that coaching all year round. I mean, when you look at me and Robert both being local, 
And even for some of the quarterbacks that are not local, how hard is it for us to have camps year round where all these quarterbacks can come together one location weeks or days or whatever and just simply get some kind of quality training to where they can take that back and not only just develop themselves, but also start giving back to the youth quarterbacks because that's where it starts. Some of the quarterbacks that we're seeing playing now, like Rojo said, Yane and Otso and Henry Vonnenen and all Miro, Oscar, all of of these guys were never introduced to a proper QB coach up until now where they're up in age. 16, 17, and 18 is too late when some of these guys can start getting it. 13, 14, 15. When we're in the States, we start getting this training earlier. So the things that we've already mastered at 15 through 18, these guys are just starting to learn. But that was before. Now they have the opportunity to start getting it as soon as possible. But it's up to the coaches and it's up to the players to want to make that step to reach out to say, hey, we want to take advantage of the opportunities to get the coaching. And as far as the Finnish coaches, we should have more clinics for them to be able to come in and get the the quarterback knowledge from us. You know, it's not hard to set up a camp or QB clinic two to three times a year where we simply go through the things that they need to know. So then the excuse can't be, well, we've never had the coaching or we've never had anyone to teach us. It's there. And for and I feel like that's why you have a lot of American QBs in the Maple League or even in the first division, because the coaches feel like they don't know how to develop the quarterback. So it's like, well, if he doesn't got it, he don't got it. We're not going to try. They have the um, they have the anticipation that the Americans are going to come over and teach. But one summer is not enough for one quarterback to teach another quarterback, you know? And it's different imports every year. So he may teach them this and some come over here and don't teach them at all. They say, you know, forget all of that. I'm about me. So that's the trend that needs to change if we want to get better better production out of our finished QBs, in my opinion. Hey, hey, Jabari, you are absolutely correct on this. But I just want to give a shout-out to Petrus Pinky, who, Petrus Pinky, who is, was the best finished quarterback ever here, all right? Mm-hmm. But I think it's one guy who have a chance to be better than him, and that's Oscar. Mm-hmm. Oscar Drockler. He have a chance to be better than Patrick Pinky. Now, he, you know, you're good friends with him. You are in his, you, you are in his ear. I am in his ear. We're going to make this guy better, and I promise you, Finland have a future quarterback who can lead them to a Euro, to, to a European championship, and also still if everybody have the confidence in, in, in this guy. I 100% agree with you. I, I love the kid. I love his approach to the game, and I love that he wants to get everything out of it. Since this guy was a young junior and he was introduced to football, he's been putting in the work from his mechanics to reading the field, and that's exactly what the national team needs. We need more young guys eager like him, but you know that still starts with the culture. Like you said, if you give him confidence to where he can step out there and know he's doing everything right, as he grows, he's only going to get better. And that's why now he's playing in – is it – where is he playing now? Sweden? No, Republic. Czech Republic. 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 Right Austria. now, he's 2-0 and in the Czech. He's dominating. That's good for Finland. That's awesome. That's our views on the, the Finnish quarterback situation here in Finland. Uh, let's move on to the next topic. It's a big issue here in Finland. The sport's been here for over 35 years. 
attendance is always down. Uh, besides the Wasser Royals last year, the attendance is always sporadic in the top league. So I'm going to let you guys each give a, a couple of reasons of, or actually a couple of examples of how to increase the Maple League attendance. And we'll start with you, Robert. All right. Well, I know back in the 90s, you know, like they had three, 4,000 people at games. It was the marketing, you know, they had magazines, cheerleaders, and everything like that. But right now, at this time, I think it's more of they have to get rid of Route 2. You know, get away from Route 2, use that money on your marketing. Okay? If you use that money on your marketing, everything, I promise you, everything will probably be better for these guys. Route 2 people is not going to buy 25, 30-year-olds. Okay? But I wouldn't do it to watch a game. I'm, I'm just being honest. You yeah. know, like, and... And another thing, use that money for your juniors. Because you got to think about it. Your juniors is going to bring everybody. People love to see their they little kids play. You got grandmothers, grandpas, aunties, uncles, cousins, brothers, sisters. Everybody going to come see these juniors. Now, when they see these juniors and they kind of do good, they start liking their sports. So now they're going to start. They're going to follow these juniors until they're older. So they're going to always come to game. So, 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 so if one junior brain seven or eight person people to come watch them play, that's fucking great. Okay? <laughs> and I think they also need... See, I, I'm trying not to be that, that guy. Like, I don't want to be rude and negative. <laughs> Go on, be Stephen A. Go on, be Stephen A. Say what's on your mind. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm just going to say, they need to get rid of Rule 2 and try to stream the games free. If you look at... If you think about it, Austria, Germany, they stream their games for free. They're the best leagues and they, they have the best leagues in Europe. So tell me why is Finland using freaking Rutu? <laughs> tell me why. Please use that money for something. Else. Use that money for your juniors and marketing. That's all you need. And get somebody to do that free internet for you, and I guarantee you will get more people in game. I've been saying the same thing. When I talk to people that play in other countries, one thing that they aren't able to do and haven't been able to do for the last maybe three to four seasons, they haven't been able to watch any Finnish football from outside of Finland. Now, my thing is, if football, Football is one of the most unpopular sports here. Why on TV like we getting a million viewers a game? <laughs> My thing is, if we want finish football to be identified throughout Europe as one of the top leagues, people across Europe need to be able to see it. The fact that teams in Germany, teams in Austria, team in Poland, team in France can't see a down to finish football makes absolutely no goddamn sense. And on top of that, we're paying for Rutu to show us. That's counterproductive. If anything, we should want our level of football to be high and popular to the point where Rutu says, okay, we want to make a deal to pay you to show your games on our network and think about this if i'm not living like football but i'm not living in finland i'm not gonna make a deal to watch finnish football from germany from austria from poland from france from here hell from the states my parents have not been able to see me play one down of finnish football until i post a highlight you want to know why because they are not finna set up a route to account hell they can't even read the language to know how to set up a route to account online Okay, I'm going to leave that route to alone. Y'all killed that enough. For me, one thing to get more attendance to the games is I think they need to promote the sport as a family event. Uh, right mm -hmm. now, 
a lot of these football games, they're catering towards football players to come and watch it. And the only problem with that is football players don't care to watch other football players. Um, even talking to Robert the other day, he doesn't like to watch games. And he's, and he's around football all the time because you get burnt out from it. But the sport itself isn't – it doesn't need to be relegated to just football people. And you're taking an American sport and trying not to allow the American culture to be infused with it. In the United States, the Super Bowl is the most watched game of the year. It's the most watched TV event of the year. More than 70% of the people watching it don't have any idea how to play football. But here in Finland, I mean, more than 80% of the population doesn't know how to play football. So why can't you get those people to the games? It's because we're not promoting it for the average person. We're promoting it for football fans, which is less than 10% of the population. I think that they need to (laughs) use more like gimmicks. I mean, I know it sounds kind of dumb to say it, but you use type of gimmicks to get people to the games and they enjoy themselves, they're more likely to come back. Make these games events. Make it an all-day thing. Another thing they could do is promote other sports. A lot of American football teams here are trying to separate themselves from other sports. Why not add on to those sports? Hockey is popular here. Why not, hey, if you come to a football game, you get a discount off of a hockey game later on this year. Get a get a cooperation with a local hockey team or even a peso polo team. Baseball has happened here in the summer. Why not get a two-for-one deal? If I go watch the Helsinki Roosters, I can also go watch the local baseball team in the same week. I get a two-for-one deal. Something like that to increase the, the notoriety of the sport, but also make it something that fits into a natural like family atmosphere. People want stuff to do on the weekends, but they don't want to do random stuff that isn't going to help or contribute to their lifestyle as it is. Also, another thing I think they should do to help like promote the sport as an event is really capitalize on the Americans coming here every summer. This year alone, there's going to be 21 um, American imports playing American football in Finland. That is exposure. There, That's 21 players that you can have doing appearances, speaking English that a lot of young kids in Finland love to hear and would love to see them if they knew that they were here. But the promotion for the sport, it doesn't really target that. Here, a lot of the sport is trying to take away from the Americans being here. They're trying to focus on the Finnish guys playing American football. Well, it's called American football. The kids love the Americans that play American football, why not highlight that and use that to get people to the games? Once they get there, they're going to see the finished players, and they're going to probably fall in love with some of those finished players. But why not give them an opportunity by, by basically using these Americans who are here for the appearances? I think there's a lot of things that can be changed and need to happen, but the biggest thing is to promote the sport as more of a family all-encompassing event instead of just a football game. Like when you say like the family oriented, that's what I meant. That's what I meant about the juniors. People are gonna going to want to see their grandkids, their nephews and nieces and uncles. It, it, it always like that. That's what I mean by family oriented. That's why you need to invest more in your juniors. If you invest in your juniors, you're going to get more people. I promise you. Now I understand that we are in Finland. 
Yeah. But what they should do with that, you get these people to go to these kids' children hospitals, these group homes, the people that, you know, for, for, for they can show that they are role models. You know, when I was in college, we, we had to go to some of these kids' hospitals, group homes, things like that. If, if you can do that and go there and you can, like, show these, you know, just just people that you're a role model. So if you can give back, I promise you more people will be more invested also in this sport. So that's that's my opinion. That's what I think. All right. So one thing I wanted to touch on, uh, I think that the games need to be more affordable. And what I mean by that is if you compare American football in Finland being what we call or what the fans call an amateur sport here in Finland compared to an ice hockey game, which is the most popular sport here, and what they see is professional, compare our ticket prices to theirs. And what I mean by that is our ticket prices for an amateur sport, and you got to think about the viewer. You got to think about the people that are coming to watch our games. Are you going to spend 15 to 20 euros per person to come watch an amateur sport where there is no activity and you have no idea what's going on? Okay. <laughs> Think about it this way. I could take 15. Think about it as think about it from a living perspective. Finland's an expensive country. We all know. And for me on a Saturday, being a father, okay, 15 euros buys me a pack of chicken. It buys me rice. Basically, 15 euros can give me a whole meal for the weekend. So why would I come bring my daughter and pay 15 or if I want to come with my homeboy, 30 euros for a sport that for one, I know nothing about. Two, I'm not aroused about. And three, it's the weekend. I want to party. Think about <laughs> that much. It'll be more affordable if you said, okay, for this game, five, six, maybe even 10 euros, all right? Because think about the concessions. The concessions are even high. I pay one euro for one link of sausage. Yeah. You can get a four-pack so, for a, a dollar You can store. get a four-pack. For exactly, so we have to think about it, the marketing in that in that perspective too. I understand that the SAJL they want to promote and sell the sport in comparison with the other professional sports. I understand that, but at the same time, we have to be realistic. We're not bringing in the capital or the attendance or putting in the marketing that hockey and other sports are doing. We need to allow the sport to grow more before we can jack prices to compete in that field. With the opportunity, think about some of the things we could do. You have a lot of local bands and artists around that want to get some publicity, right? Imagine at halftime, you get one of these guys to come just perform for free, all right? Now, you're making it an event. People want to come see. They know that at halftime, okay, the guys are not going to go missing for 30 minutes and we just got to sit and wait. So let's go to the concession stand and pay two euros for a donut. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> and on top of that, on top of that, if you come with kids, our games are very expensive. I've seen several people that come, okay, the kids may get in free, but kids want to eat. Okay, daddy, 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 I'm hungry. You're going to spend 15 for your ticket and you're going to spend another 15 buying donuts, juice, hot dogs, drinks. That's 30 euros for three hours or something. You don't even know what's going on. It's too much. <laughs> It's too much. It's just, it's so, now, so now think about this on a weekly basis. Are you going to come back next week knowing that that's going to add up to become a utility just to watch football? Hell no. You make four trips and you spend that 30. 
you might as well have paid a fine. Yeah. Because that's how some people are thinking about it. They're thinking, okay, for the price, what am I getting out of it? For the price, what am I getting out of it? Am I entertained? Is it is it amusing? And that's another area we got to think about. Then on top of that, like we said before, we can't even get viewed throughout Europe. You know, guys that play the sport, you know, they you know they, they have family. They have real jobs. People that, the, the guys that run, run their organizations, same thing. They have families. They have real work. It's kind of tough for them. But at the end of the day, we sacrifice some things. They have to really get out there, especially the guys that's playing. The guys that playing, if they want more people to come to the games, they have to get out there and and promote also. They can't just mm-hmm. they can't they can't depend on the people that's that's working behind the scenes like 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 your team president or team manager. They have to get out there and do it also. If they get out there and do things themselves, I guarantee you I guarantee you to be more people because people want to see their friends. People want to see their friends play. People, I, I think people are interested in American football here, but they don't know nothing about it because guys, because the finished player, because the finished players, they don't get out there and promote it enough. Yeah, Americans, we can we can go out there and talk about it all day, but they know more finished people than we do, so they need to get out there and talk about it also. If they can do that, I guarantee you to be more people out there. They just have to get out of sacrifices. Oh, Robert, I, I got a, I got a good point for you on that one. I did a study. We did a study just at the East City Giants. So I had a player that said, um, how many of your own players on your team share your post? And I was like, uh, well, to be honest with you, you probably get the most 10 at a time to share something where we're doing. And he was like, that's my point. You got a roster of 50, 60 guys, but only 10 of your players are even advertising it. So how can we expect people outside of football to be interested if the players that's even playing are not even showing enough interest to share it? And you're right. That's a big thing. You have so many guys that have a game throughout the season that haven't even invited a girlfriend or invited a mom or dad to come watch. Yeah, they go home and talk about it. Yeah, I'm playing. But get them go, like you said, more players. Because just Americans, even for the imports that's coming over here, they don't know anybody here. They can go to all the schools and talk, but they don't know the people that are, they don't know the customers, what I'm saying. So they can only reach out with their name and being American so much. Just think about if 50 percent of some of the Finnish athletes went to their family and said, hey, I got a game this weekend. Mom, dad, uncle, sister, brother, I'd like for you to come support me and just watch me play one time. That's how it has to start. And like you were saying, Robert, the reason why Robert went to the kids, because even in the States, when we started Pop Warner, you it's amazing how you could get thousands of people at a Pop Warner game. And they start following these young athletes, like Robert said, all the way up into the NFL. That's the type of trend we need to start in Finland. You got a lot of great young juniors on every team around Finland. If we start getting people to notice how good they are and following them, that's what's going to take it to the Maple League. They want to see how these kids progress. But what's happening is it's stopping. It's stopping after the junior program. It's stopping right there. After the U19s, it's stopping for the simple fact that the sports to the parents and the viewers become unpopular after that. 
See, when, they, when they're kids, it's fun. You see your baby boy, your baby girl running around. They're doing what they love to do. They're having fun. But where comes the, the point where we put in the effort, not just Americans or the coaches, but to the, the overall body of American football in Finland, where does it come a point where everybody contributes in that aspect? And I agree with what Robert's saying. It's not going to be just me, you, Purvis, and a few other dedicated people. It has to be more than 50% of the football body here that's saying, hey, we want to get our sport known. You look at a GFL game, those things are packed. I'm talking about four or 5,000 every single week. It don't matter how sorry the team is, it's packed for the simple fact that they love football and it's a part of their identity now. It's You hear football, you hear GFL, it's a brand. We need Finnish football to become a brand. Like, it needs to be a part of the identity. Like I said in one of my blogs before, it needs to be summer cottages, sauna, American football. And that's what's going to – people laugh, but that's true. When fans start and others start identifying football as a part of what they do, the sport's going to take off. It's not going to be so much of being a foreign thing like, eh, you know, I do football. When somebody say I'm a hockey player, people respect it. We should be able to have some of our Finnish athletes to walk around town and get identified as a football player. That's when you know football is growing. When some of these big-time Finnish athletes can walk in the store and they say, oh, you're so, 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 so for the blah, blah, blah. That's when we're going in the right direction. So I think that's about all the time we got for talking about the Finnish quarterback situation and the Maple League attendance situation. Um, moving on to what's going on this week. Actually, this Saturday, the Helsinki Roosters are going to go to Turku to play against the Turku Trojans for the season opener. Well, if you listened to our show last week, you'll see that we stated that this was the game to watch, mostly because it's the only game. We all talked about what we thought was going to happen in the game and and what was going to be important. But this week, we're going to mix it up a little bit, and we're each going to get one sentence to talk about the outcome narratives. And when I say the outcome narratives, I mean that all three of us have chosen the Roosters to win this game, and we think the Trojans are going to be on the losing side. So what I want each of you guys to do is take one sentence to describe what a Roosters win and a Trojan loss means for other teams in the Maple League. So we'll start with you, Jabari, then we'll go Robert, and I'll be the last one. I think a Rooster win versus the Trojan this week means for the other teams in the Maple League that the Roosters still mean business. I think that a Trojan loss for other teams in the Maple League says that depending on, depending on how they compete, it may say that another one of the top teams that we've seen is on the fall. It proves all three of our predictions that the top three teams, Roosters, Vaza, and Hamelina is the best teams in the family. That's it. Point blank period. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to say a win for the Roosters and a loss for the Trojans tells the entire league that the Roosters are not taking anyone lightly and that the Trojans are never going to be able to beat the Roosters. So that's what we're thinking about the game coming up this week. Um, we know this Saturday is going to be the first game. It's going to be a big game. We know everybody wants to see what's going to happen. 
if you can, if you have the money, go to Turku. Watch, pay that attendance. That what is it? Fifteen euros. Watch the game. Uh, see what's gonna happen. If you if you can't make it to Turku, uh, buy the Rutu package. It's what twenty nine ninety five a month. Uh, $19.95 if you get like a six month package or something like that. Hey, if you're listening, support your sport. That's what I'm saying. This is free advertisement. I ain't even getting paid for this. Support your sport. That's all from us at American Football in Finland. But before we get out of here, we're going to have an interview with head coach of Helsinki Roosters, Q Floyd. And he's going to tell us a couple things about the matchup he has against the Turku Trojans this week. What's going on, Coach Q? Hey, what's going on, Purvis? Nothing much. Well, this is the first week, and, of course, the Roosters are the heavy favorites against the Trojans. Um, most of us have you guys in the top two or three teams in the league, and the Trojans are towards the bottom. Uh, yeah. How, how are you and your players approaching this game? Uh, we're, we're approaching it just like any other game, you know. You got to kind of um, wonder what they're going to do, but then at the same time, you got to just – you have to know what you're going to do more than anything. So that's what we're pretty much doing in practice is just uh, rep- a lot of repetition, uh, just trying to fix the small things that we may, you know, have, have messed up in the past games. But uh, right now, you know, the guys are looking pretty good. They're feeling good about the season. So – this is a statement game for us, so that's that's what we're looking forward to. In the two games against the, I want to say, Uppsala 86ers? Yeah, yeah. Uppsala would be right because it's from Sweden. Okay, yeah. uh, you guys put, you put up big points on offense, but you've also given up lots on defense. So what things have you guys tweaked on the defense to improve it in Maple League play? A lot of a lot of those points uh, that we did give up was just uh, mental mistakes. You know, there was just uh, times where players just kind of had the, you know, they were thinking too much or maybe forgot or, you know, just some small mental mistakes, which happens, you know, when you haven't been communicating uh, with certain guys, you know, before on on the same defense. So uh, I think those were, you know, just some, some mental mistakes. Nobody just really just flat out came and just put up points easily. You know, it was just a few points here and there where we, we just had lapses in judgment. And, uh, but, you know, we, we worked on those things, and I think the guys got better at it. And uh, it should be fixed, you know, coming into the season. Okay, let's hope so. Um, mm-hmm. Against the, the Turku Trojans, just looking at their roster, they have a very thin roster. Will their small numbers play into your game plan this week? Um. Yeah, I can, I can say it will to some effect. I mean – the guys that they do bring will still come out and compete and still come out and, and try to win. So that's what we're thinking about. Like the roster itself doesn't really matter to us how big or how small it is. We're going to come, you know, come to the game as, as, as we want to come to any other game, you know, with 60 people on the roster. So we just come in to play. We come in to win. That's, that's all we can do. All right. Everyone, everyone knows about the big name guys for the Roosters. You got Connett, Taylor, Luster, Timmy <laughs> Thomas, Slater, Oko, Pierre, and Santi yeah. on the defense. But who are some of the unknown guys that would have an impact in this game against the Trojans? Like, give me some names of people we might not know. Um, well, we have uh, Alexander Wasseljeff. We probably probably seen his name wrong. He'll he'll laugh at it later. <laughs> but uh, he's a pretty good slot receiver. He's been making a lot of plays in these last two 
uh, Upsala game. So he's one guy, uh, our backup running back, Kari uh, Pajerinen. I think that's his last name. Um, I mean, the young kid can run the ball. I'll tell you that right now. I, so, I call him number 24. Is that is yeah, that, yeah? Yeah. I call yeah, him number 24. He can run the ball. And then we have on defense, uh, Tony Ahanen. And uh, I think they call him Hulu Tony. So, you know, Hulu and <laughs> finish is crazy Tony. So, you know, he's he's made some big plays, too, in these last two games. And uh, I think you should look out for at least those guys. We, we have plenty more. Robin Drockler, um, another receiver that's doing pretty good for us. So, we got a lot of guys that 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 want to make some plays and want to win. So you'll you'll hear their names eventually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry I put you on the spot having to say those finished names. I know it's different. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm practicing every day. <laughs> right. All right. So there's a lot of film out on your team before the season because of the NEFL games. I'm trying mm-hmm. to say that correctly. So the Trojans have a new look roster with a lot of unknown players, and even their scheme could be unknown. But you guys, you kind of played two games. A lot of people have seen those games. The last game was streamed online, a little bit more expensive than I could afford at seven <laughs> bucks, seven euros. But but you you played two full games, and there's film out on you guys now. So yeah. there's no film on anyone else in the Maple League, especially the Trojans going into this first game. You guys played before anybody else in the Maple League. So yeah. how have you guys, like, prepared for a team that has seen you play, but you haven't seen them? Uh, well, I'll say for us, you know, uh, them being able to watch film on us is is, is good for them. You know, <laughs> if, it was us and, if it was us on the other hand, It'd be great to have, but at the same time, I think us playing two games before anybody else also also puts us at a good you know a good place. We we've seen a lot of things that we're good at and that we're not so good at right now that we get time to fix. You know, mm-hmm. we get to actually watch it in the realest uh, possible way. You know that you can besides practice. So I think that gives us an edge on coming into the season because this won't be our first game; it'll be pretty much our third game of the season. So. Um, I think it'll it'll help us out more than it'll hurt us. So, from a coaching standpoint, what are your keys to winning this game? What do you guys have to do, and what do you guys have to not let happen to make sure you beat the Turku Trojans this week? It's pretty simple, you know. Just come out and execute. Uh, we, we we have a lot of firepower on our offense, and and all those guys have to be clicking, you know, in the game from the beginning to the end, and. Uh, we got to put up points to win, man. That's that's how it is in the Maple League. You got to put up points to win, and if you can't do that, it's going to be a long season. And uh, defensively, I think we're we're just getting ready for we're getting prepared for everything. You know, it's one of those like if they come out in the option, uh, we'll be ready for that. You know, if they come out and spread pro set, you know, two back, three back, whatever they want to do, uh, we prepare for it. So that's all you can do um, at this point right now. So. You know, defensively, Coach Carr has been been doing everything possible to, to get the guys ready for this game. So uh, it should be a good one. Yeah, that I'm hoping for it, Coach. Um, that's all the questions we got for you today. Appreciate you taking the time to talk to us a little bit. Um, best of luck to you guys against the Turku Trojans. I'm hoping for a great game. Hey, hey, thank you so much. And uh, we, we liked your predictions, too, by the way. We liked <laughs> you guys' predictions. It was more motivation for us, but – uh, we we like you, so we just want to give you those props for, for motivating. Hey, we we just trying to put the sport out there and give me all our <laughs> honest opinions. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> good luck in your game, and we'll talk to you later, Coach Floyd. All right.
Thanks to head coach Q Floyd for taking the time to talk to us. That's it for us this week on American Football in Finland. I'm Perfect Purvis with Robert Johnson. Thank you for having me. And Jabari Harris. Thanks. It was a pleasure. Until next week, don't forget to follow us on Facebook at American Football in Finland. See you next week.